1: Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store.
0: Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment?
1: Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been
0: Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store.
2: Time now for Mortgage X's and O's, a winning playbook to get you home, right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Happy Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, and he is Jeff Rantanapool. And he is Michael Shad, and you are listening to Mortgage X's and O's, the winning playbook to get you home.
1: Here every Sunday from 9.30 to 10 to educate, entertain, and inform a little bit about the home buying process, maybe a lot. You know, you just uh, never know what you're going to get from us.
2: Um, We're like a box of chocolates, Big Mike. (laughs) I watched Forrest Gump this week. Uh-oh. It was a busy travel week for me. I was in, uh, uh, was that in the plane? Yeah, no, no, I was playing in the hotel room. So I, I was got in uh, Western Kentucky for the first part of the week, and I ended up in St. Pete Beach, Florida, bro. Doing oh, your prediction show goodness. again? Yeah, yeah I was man. in uh, the world tour. St- I was at the St. Pete Yacht Club on Thursday, and uh, Fufu was down there to his to what was going to happen in the marketing market mm-hmm. and whatnot. Did you get out on the boat and uh, have some crumpets and tea? With nah, y'all? man, I can't. I can't do. <laughs> A boat. The only boat I could do is those little paddle boats with your feet around little like that lazy river or whatnot. it, it is January twenty eighth, ladies and gentlemen. Nine thirty one A. M. this bright and beautiful uh sunday morning it's actually just overcast looks like seattle yeah you know it's <laughs> bright and beautiful what where are you living <laughs> mike and i are here at the studio you're, you're back there at the yacht club
1: looking at the laundry tan connection and uh <laughs> go over and get your tan on and it'll, it might feel a little sunshine
2: that's right that's right well so man let's talk about the week just a little bit before we introduce our guest how was your week mike was it good
1: yeah man what too bad you know activities breeding um i think uh we're we're moving right along um In this area, you just never know, especially when it's gloom and doom outside. Sometimes it seems like it's going to be slower. But, I mean, the the statistics just show of what we've felt as a company with credit pools and different applications coming in that, um, you know, the market's steady and moving up.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'd like to say this is a statistic that's real. First two weeks of January – we processed more uh, pre-approval applications at Stockton than we did the entire month of December. So that's a pretty good start. There's a lot of people out looking for houses as we... There's activity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and everybody's got the message. Look, they they fully expect uh, rates to drop this year, so... Don't wait for that to happen. They're going to go out and make some offers and you know close, even if it's a little higher and you wanted to pay, and you get to refinance by the end of the year, right? Yeah, we'll just watch out for you. We
1: have uh, some tools in place that are going to watch over all kinds of different things, and interest rate is one of those. So if we see that, uh, we usually say if it drops a point, it's worth uh, your while to uh, to maybe possibly refi, and we're going to look at that and crunch those numbers for you, because we got to do uh, a refinance that makes sense. We can't just do them because we want to do it. Yeah,
2: right? that's right. They call it a net tangible benefit. Right. So let's shift gears for one second. Let's talk about uh, my football picking prowess from last Sunday. Because so, so was you on DraftKings just uh, last week and, <laughs> and and you knocked it out of the park? I did not bet. That's the sad part about it. I gave the advice. you a gambler, though. Come I'm, on, well, man. Listen, here's the problem. Whenever... whenever uh, I don't do that I mean here it wins and it would have won because if you recall you and J.J. Mann y'all y'all we were had, on the Bucs we, we, we well we had I think all the teams were picked somehow some way I don't think I picked the
1: Bucks. I thought I went with the Lions okay you but, know, but the, the other game the Bucks. then
2: because I went with they, the Bills not the Chiefs yes yes and I picked the Chiefs and 49ers and they're playing today I think he went with today. the Chiefs yeah they're playing today and so we'll we'll give that advice out here at the end after we get our guest here and yeah. introduce we talk a little bit but I but I mean just mention might as well mention because we're ESPN cards dropped another heartbreaker yesterday by heartbreak. <laughs> It broke your heart to watch the first half. Yeah, I 13 points. I uh, mean,
1: one of my friends, you know, because Virginia notoriously usually drags the game down and slows it down, and he goes, look, I'm getting brunch and, you know, getting ready for this slow game of uh, no score. Well, of course, I didn't see it till after the first half. I said, well, the only person that had hardly any score in the first half was the Cox. <laughs>
2: well, I will say, though, that, you know, that little run and it, you look at the score and it's 17-point loss, it was never, ever in, oh, no. in jeopardy. And it was like, you know, Twenty-seven and with three it. minutes to go, they yeah. were still
1: down like twenty-six. Yeah, like it was
2: <laughs> ugly. And then, and then Kentucky won on the road last night. That was yeah, pretty impressive.
1: They grand one out. It, yeah. You know, uh, you know, my my cardinal heart hates to say this, but if the Cats figure out some defense now that they got the arrow back. Woo! I don't want to
2: play them yeah you know his lights out man is reed shepherd that kid oh man clutch mr clutch man yeah well I let's mean, get to our guest because me and yes, our guest was talking to him about him before we got on air good transition good <laughs> transition so everybody as you know we always like to bring down knowledgeable great guests that are going to educate you and us on the marketplace we we do a uh, stockton spotlight our first one of the year yes first one of 2024 and we're excited to have a uh, great industry professional he is a uh, one of of the uh, branch managers here in the Louisville marketplace. There's only three of us, three or four of us, and uh, Mr. Emmett Exum Jr. Welcome to the studio.
3: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
2: So I know you're a big fan of the show. Probably, you guys see you got your t-shirt on. Uh, Stocking man. stocking man. You will will know that um, we love to let the listeners learn about you. Sure. So let's spend the first segment of the show basically hearing the Emmett story. Like, where'd you come from? If you're not from Louisville, how'd you get here? Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? And by school, we mean high school. Yep, high school. Yeah, so yours, my
3: friend. So I, I was born right here in Louisville. You know, I'm I'm a, a Cardinal for life. Um I would say that L1C4, L1C4, Um and I'll always be a Louisville Cardinal. You know, win a million dollars tomorrow, and I'll still have a house right here. But uh in third grade, moved over to Southern Indiana, which we call the sunny side of Louisville. Why, why do they call it um, the sunny side? <laughs> great question. My um, guess, I
2: think. Off the air last week.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I would say that, um you know, just kind of the, the hustle and bustle of, of downtown living right across the river, it's a little bit more suburban right okay. as you cross okay. uh, the river. Well, no, so, and,
2: and I would say that.
3: Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. sure
2: Louisville people say, we're on the sunny side of the river. Yeah, of course, of <laughs> course.
3: It's, it's to each its own in that regard. But, you know, grew up there, and it was, it was great. You know, again, you know, went to – um Uh, elementary school there starting off at um, Thomas Jefferson uh, and then over to the Middle school River Valley but ended up at Jeff High uh, which at the time was one of the largest high schools uh, in the state of uh, Indiana so big class, a lot of students a lot of sports, a lot of competition which I loved and liked and uh, uh, ended my career there and and then came back basically to University of Louisville um, and been here basically ever since.
2: Okay, so there's a lot in there to unpack. Yeah. Yeah. A whole lot to unpack. Go ahead, Mike. Let out, brother. All
1: right. Uh, Our ESPN disclaimer. We already talked a little sports, but
3: we're going to keep it up. Um, What did you, if you did anything, just playing sports growing up? So I tried to do them all. You know, I was always active, um, played basketball, football. You know, we would – you know, line them up every Sunday out there in the gridiron. That was just basically a, a field of dirt, sandlot. Uh, it's uh, it oh, fun. It's the best that was, time. That was, the that best was some kind of, my of football. favorite times, absolutely. Yeah. And so we would do that a lot. And uh, you know, basketball is is king in Indiana. Mm. Um, and so we would we would also be playing basketball till sun up, sun down, whenever we could. Um, so it was always something to do, and it was always around sports. Um, and so, for me specifically, my favorite uh, probably was playing playing football, but uh, basketball and track had my heart as well. And I probably excelled the most in track and field. Mm. Yeah,
2: nice. So, did you were you organized? Did you play for the school? Or
3: did I, I did. So, okay. so I uh, played football, basketball, and track at uh, Jeffersonville High School. Uh, And then after school, I was fortunate enough to get some offers to go uh, run track and play football at, at a lot of top schools, which was great. I uh, ended up staying, like I said, uh University of Louisville, um, which was obviously... Did you walk a, on or play so in So, yeah, I, I did track, um, but some family things kind of developed to yeah. where I had to kind of get a job and put my sports life on hold a little yeah. bit and kind of take care of the family and, unfortunately, never got back into it. But I live in no regrets. I'm happy the way everything Dude, turned what out. Dude,
2: what was your, like, uh, what do they call it when you're in track? What was your event?
3: PR. Oh, okay. So my events were, though, 110 Hurdles. Um, I did the uh, four by one hundred relay, long jump, um, and then we would do. Uh, actually, I had one more. I'm trying to think what I did most. So, you know, I would do high jump. And so, basically, if you uh, are an athlete and you excel at certain things, you can only do four. That's it. That, that you can do in in one meet, you can only do four events. So, we would kind of switch it around a little bit. I would do the two hundred. I would do the one hundred. Um, and so. I would say probably my best event probably was the long jump. I could, you know, had a little couple bunnies. In uh, there, to where I would jump, I actually had my school record for almost twenty years, which how, was great. How far did you jump? Uh, twenty three feet seven inches. What? Yeah, yeah. No. did that my sophomore year. Unfortunately, got hurt my junior year. It was raining and slipped off the board and didn't get to do it. Uh, and then my senior year, I I went into the state ranked number one in the long jump and one ten hurdles.
2: This is in Jeffersonville.
3: In Jeffersonville High yeah, School, okay. yeah. And um, you know, we uh, so you know, it's it's funny. How you practice certain things, and and then you get into the the last week, a lot of coaches will shut you down and just kind of do kind of like some, you know, simulated runs. Don't give yeah. a full hundred percent, right? Yeah. You know, because they don't want you to pull anything yeah. that yeah. late in the stage, right? Moves. And so. Yeah. My senior year, we had a new coach, uh, and and he's 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 full throttle. He's a intense guy. He was a don't break the chain type of guy, and and so that last week, which was different from my prior three years, we were going full out, right? And so it, it threw off my cadence a little bit, and unfortunately, when I got to the the state meet. You know, my timing was off, so I scratched it a little bit uh, on long jump, and my my t- my rhythm was off a little bit in, in the hurdles, and so I didn't finish as strong as I would have liked to finish. Man, but it that was a dude great messed run. it up. He messed it up uh, for he me, did man. Mess it up, I'm man. still looking like, at him, by the way. Yeah, he you see rocked him the <laughs> I bet, and that
2: was probably his only year as the coach. Like, he's a, never been a track coach before. They're like, "Hey, Johnny, you want to do the track coach?" <laughs> right, right. And he's like, "Yeah," and then he messed it all up for him. But that's awful. No, man. He, he's a great but guy. I, I'll tell you this: I'm impressed because track and field is no joke. It's fun. Mike and I, mm-hmm. I have talked about it on the show before. You remember Field Day? Of course, man. I mean, I was well. First mm-hmm. off, they clocked my forty with a sundial. I could not run very fast. But, oh, yeah. I'm shocked. But I did, I did. But I outsmarted. Well, me. I'm saying you're. I was quick. Like yeah, a cat, that's what I was, I was going to say. Made you as a quick dude. <laughs> but so I did like the. Three-legged race and a wheelbarrow. I mean, dude, I was like, if they would have brought that stuff organized-wise, woo! Yeah, I, man, I think they had
3: that. it on task for the twenty twenty-five, but unfortunately, it got scratched. So, and, and I'm over the, the age limit I now. Too, now, oh, but man. but it's it's funny you bring that up because field Day is where you find out. You know kind of where you stand and yeah. and uh, that's that's where I learned that I was a good jumper because uh, we would have the little sand pit and I remember jumping over the sand pitch uh, and and the track coach at that time I'd see him look over and be like this guy's running track and so that kind of started you know yeah. started everything right there in terms of the field day and mm-hmm. you know the speed and knowing what you got yeah. this is a comp- big competition Man, for school.
2: that that hurdles is no joke
3: hurdles is fun it's yeah. it's fun it's it can be unforgiving if you clip or hit i mean because you know you're, you're talking about milliseconds right yeah, yeah. and so every little thing every little drag will slow you down
2: did you have to wear those like speedo shorts when you ran well, I, yeah, because everybody I, wears, everybody I, I'm, wears I'm, a speedo. I, I you, you don't a have an option. I, I can't. always I, There's something about speedos. Like it, I think I have PTSD over sleep speedos. I'm pretty.
3: So, sure. so, so you're saying speedo, and I'm getting the visualization yeah, of, yeah, of like, like a like, true speedo, yeah, but like you're wearing a one piece, a, a short suit. short. You know, yeah, it, it's yeah, it, it, it mean, lets right, you. It's yeah, free. Right. You want to have. Some stretch, so I'll tell you a story your real quick of why I messed
2: up. Okay. <laughs> so in 1983, my mom and dad they were divorced for this a is a great story. My mom okay. never really dated. We lived in this apartment complex. And uh, I was, you know, 8th grade, ninth grade, 8th grade, and, you know, everybody, there's a new man moved to town, and he was, mm-hmm. like, the single bachelor yeah. in the apartment complex. And again, I got remember this early 80s, late 70s, divorces starting to hit. There's a lot of single moms raising their kids in our apartment complex. Porno, porno stash. And here's the dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's got one. What are you he talking about? But Jeff or this guy? No, right. it was, it was, man, I'm a 13. I mean, you know, I, I had a baby I think they started early. I had really? a baby mustache, okay. but it wasn't thick. Okay, And so... Basically this guy comes in and he's like the novel part of the summer. He's from out of town. He's he's single guy. He's the one all the all the moms uh-huh. and that. And and first day at the pool, like he comes in. He's got shorts and oh, takes down dude, he's got he's he's got a hammock on. Basically. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and all the kids are like ha ah! I heard that dude right there, he got on the hugger, or whatever, and you're like, man, I was just thinking, man, I just hope my mom didn't ever date a dude like that, you know. Just laughed it off, right? And then I get home, like a couple weeks past, my mom's like, I invited a friend over for dinner. I'm uh-huh. like, okay, cool. And she was like, who is, it, who is it? She's like, oh, just a man and someone I knew where he's gonna have dinner. I'm like, okay, that's cool. She's like, and my friend Mary's coming over just to make sure, you know, it's all on the up and up. And so I answer the door. It's there. It's, it, is. It's the yeah. <laughs> it is the hugger dude. There it is. It is the. And I did. I just I didn't know what to do. Now let me say this: she ended up in a very serious relationship with a dude. He's a wonderful man. Mm-hmm. He's a great guy. He 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 wasn't a, a father figure to me, but he was good to my mother. And yeah. I really liked him as a person. Yeah. But man, from that day forward, like it was it was that worst moment. You know, <laughs> as a 12 and a half, 13 year old. You know what I mean?
3: Ironically, it was that same pool day that which your mom first noticed this problem, right? She's probably, like, oh.
2: Probably, I don't know. She didn't pool very often. Gotcha. I was, so I was, gotcha. Had to have been at the laundromat or something. Gotcha. Really sure, you know? Gotcha. Anyway, so I, but, 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 back to here. So you track and field, get uh-huh. to college now. Yeah. Transition us from. That young Emmett
3: to yeah. how in the
2: world did you get in the mortgage business? What did you, you do professionally after school? So
3: so right after school, it's, it's, it's funny how I got into it. And, I, and, you know, I don't know too many people that come right out of uh, high school or college just like, you know, I want to be a loan officer, right? You know, maybe there are some. But for me specifically, uh, I was working with a friend at a uh, wood manufacturing company uh, and we would do uh, what is called wood veneer and for those that don't know so basically you have a desk or you have something there's a small film on top that's the wood grain uh, if it's not true wood and so we would make these sheets and you're talking about hundreds or thousands of sheets that you would make and ship off to different um, you know, furniture manufacturers or people uh, You know, even designing some of the uh, uh, government buildings a lot of that is actually veneer that you see on those walls and so that's what we would do um and it it, you know it's hot you know in the in the spring it's it's hot it's a factory work you're dirty you're stinky you're hot Uh, like i said like there there is no in between you're either cold or hot right in the in in, for my specific company that i work with and um you know so i was uh doing that for the good part Uh can we just say one thing sure did they make you
2: uncomfortable so you'd work
3: and you wouldn't get distracted, or was, so I mean, why? Why be uncomfortable? What's so, the so the it's just the nature of the beast, right? Okay, and and uh, you know, you're talking about heavy machinery, and so, and it's an open factory style. You know, this is not your walk into a nice environment, right? Yeah, it's yeah. dirty, it's dusty. You're not, yeah. you're not going to have nice things, yeah. You so, don't
2: have the expectations. Yeah, you,
3: right, you're gonna be right. Going you know what you're getting into. You're going, you're clocking it. Oh, I would paid extremely well, okay. and that's part of the reason why I was there, which was great because you're making good money. In addition to that, it, again, it was my, my buddy's company, yeah. um, and the, the pay was good. Yeah. And I, I had the freedom that I wanted, right? <laughs> you know, I commanded the crew. You I, super right. I was I was supervisor, I was okay. running it, okay. uh, which was fun, which was nice. And I was young, and so I was gaining knowledge of how to deal with employees that I knew that I could take anywhere, right? You know, a lot right. of people focus on income at a young age for me specifically it was title because I knew that I could take, you know, sales manager, whatever I aspire to be to any other company, because now that's on my resume. Mm-hmm. I can always negotiate yeah. the money as you go yeah. along. Yeah. And so, you know, one summer, I'm, you know, it's hot, I'm sweaty, I'm bothered, people didn't show up, I'm working double hard, I'm having to stay late. And I would start getting these phone calls from one of my buddies who was in the mortgage industry. And he would call me, hey, I just won uh, this month's uh, LOL of the month, come meet me at the mall. I got $1,000, I'll I'll give you 500 bucks. because that's what the the gift was. I'm like, man, I'm at work, you know, stop calling me. Hang up. (laughs) It started happening. (laughs) This guy would call me. Was he ever hurting you? You don't have the time. It was more recruiting me just because he was yeah. my buddy. and Wanted to go have yeah. fun, and, and but he was and so give me, 500 up his he gave me five hundred. He give me Great dude in that Man, regard, that right? A good friend, good friend. And, and why and yeah, is it a good it friend? Because he would win it almost every month. Yeah, right. So he would start calling me, and I'm just to the point like, all right, now now my ear. I'm like, okay, you're winning this. This many times, like, what's, what's the mortgage entry? What is this about? And so, eventually, they got to a point where I wanted to grow a little bit more in terms of the veneer business, and the, the management didn't see fit to give me more because yeah. I felt like I was doing everything. Yeah. Well, then, let's show me that I'm doing everything with, with dollars. And so, um, the phone call happened just at the right time for me to make a switch. Uh, that gentleman that had been winning uh, all of the awards Opened his own shop. Ah, Yeah. Okay. And so he partnered up with another guy that I uh, knew around Louisville and they recruited me to come in. I was like, hey, we, we think you'd be a great fit. Would you at least just come in and interview with us? And so at that time, like I said, wanting to grow, wanting to make more money, I was like, Let, let's give it a shot. Yeah. Um, right place, right time. Right place, yeah. right time. And so um, went there uh, as my first part. We got into it when it was the, the uh, fast and easy. You know, I came into this industry. Um, in February of 2007. Mm. If you remember, the mortgage yes. crisis happened yes. between 2007 and 2008.
2: You had Alt-A loans, which was stated income. uh uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you could get loans for people that
3: it was, it, had a it,
2: heartbeat. For a
3: young guy that was hungry, yeah. if you called and did your job, right, you called 100 people, you're going to hear some no's. You're going to hear 90% of no's. But when you get those 10 yeses, and then you can transfer that into, okay, We have a yes on a Monday, Closing is 4 o'clock on Friday. Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. the, the aspect of that? I and, alone and that was in one the norm. Day. It's crazy. Yeah.
2: It's crazy I mean, when got, you think about I got it. it.
3: It was a countrywide, fast and easy of course. Of an appraisal waiver. It, 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 you wouldn't do anything else. I mean, no, why I'd do anything else? They
2: signed their upfront loan docs and their closing docs at the closing. Like, I took the app at 9 a.m., I closed them at 3 p.m. Got a Title online, waived the appraisal. There you go. You, you
3: said it. the magic word. The, the yeah. one person that you were leaning on the heaviest to make sure you got it closed quickly was Title. Yeah. We just had to get the title search back right. and up hey I need this yesterday and so it was great and so I lived in that environment for you know what was it I, I had a glory day glory years of about four months yeah, before it, it went all went it all went, went down, all yeah. went down. And, and so at that point in time we made this uh, transition from you know that type to okay what do we have to do to to have sustainable business? This was great yeah. but what is sustainable business and we focused on relationships yeah. and purchase business and aha 20 years later, what are we talking about today? Relationship, personal business. And so, you know, it it was fun back then, but but transitioning into now, you know, this market, you know, it it can be tough for new people uh, or individuals that got into the market three or four years ago when you were looking at two percents, three percents, but that was never the norm. I understand it was the norm for them in that immediate moment. But guys that have been in for ten, fifteen, twenty years, we knew what the real norm is, and so for me specifically that 's why i don 't panic i 've seen it we 've seen it mm-hmm. uh, we know it 's an ebb and flow it will it will turn around, and as your predictions show it'll turn around this year and so you know the applications being up in january you 're a thousand percent right. We are hungry. Everyone is hungry for this market to get better, yeah. and the moment at the beginning of this year we got a little bit of a glimpse of rate reduction. People are out there; they're looking for any opportunity to get out there yeah. and shop. They're they're waiting, and so the moment that this happens and, and the rates you know take a significant uh, drop, you know, buckle up! Gangbusters! It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's
2: going to be fun again. Gangbusters! Yeah. yeah. So what what have you you got? What have you learned, man? So in the
3: sixteen years, what? What stuck out to you? You, you treat people right. Yeah. Right? You, you take care of your, your client. Everything revolves around customer service in every capacity. I don't care what you do in life. Everything is customer service. People respect people that tell you up front how it's going to go. They're not going to tell you that everything's going to be perfect because it's not. We don't know what's going to come up in the loan, right? Um, but if you're suited to handle those things to where your client doesn't feel a breath, you know, we've dealt with it all. Trust in me. You take the worry off of you. We're going to get you through it and because man, there's nothing let, I haven't Let me seen.
2: just say this because, you know, the people out there know we don't script anything. You right. know, I told you, we just talk. Of course. I love to see what comes through. What, what's been coming through in my heart this week has been if you're a borrower and you're thinking about buying, don't treat your loan officer mm-hmm. like it's a transaction. Right man, really lean into this relationship thing because this is not an easy task. Right. And what you're taking on is your most important financial decision and you get what you pay for. People are not loyal. We have a lot of people that have been pre-approved. Mm-hmm. Just in the last two weeks, that they got under contract, their their offers were accepted because mm-hmm. of the loan officer and it was being stocked in mortgage. And these people jump ship mm-hmm. for a quarter lower on the rate. Right. And guess what's going to happen? If you look long enough, you're going to find somebody who will do your loan for $10 and a pair of, a pair of cowboy boots. Of but course. that's exactly what you're going to get. That's what you're, you're going to get. get what you pay for. And that is like way too much um, there's too much at stake to, to, to put you, to put your financial future and your biggest purchase in the hands of something over you, a quarter percent. You, you're, you're
3: spot on. You're yeah.
1: spot on. Our coach, Dale Vermillion, that we had over the last year that David Stockton embraced us with, he said it. You know, it's like, there's 5,000 lenders out there. Go find one. You're right. going to find a better rate. Right. You know, if you go knocking enough doors, somebody's going to have something a little bit better to offer you right. than I'm offering you today. Right. But, you know, you don't, you
3: don't lead with that.
1: But, right. again, at the end of the day,
3: it's like. You know, hey, what am, what am I going to do? Yeah. Uh, you and and you're, you know, no matter how <laughs> good you are, you're going to run into a certain percentage of people that are shoppers, right? Yeah. It's the nature of the piece. And I don't begrudge them by any stretch of the imagination. You know, I at one point was a right shopper, if you will. We all have yeah. been, right? We all want to, some to feel yeah. that we want to yeah. have the best of the best. And then as you get a little bit of maturity or go through it, sometimes you got to let them go through it. Okay. I'm giving you this. I've provided you all of the answers to your questions in a timely uh, manner. Go chase that and go see how quickly your phone call gets returned. Right. You got to let them go through it because a lot of the times what I found, they come right back. Yeah. Right. So don't ever get discouraged that that someone's shopping you because that's it's just what's going to happen. But you stay resolute in terms of what you provide. I always lean on and trust that. Listen, I don't care how many deals come and go. I know that I'm going to give 110 percent. I'm going to give you my all. I'm going to answer my call. Your calls on the weekends, nights. It doesn't matter. I'm going to fit you. I'm going well, to get Well, that's what I was about of. to
2: say. Yeah. If, if you're out there and you think you got a better deal, try to call your loan officer right. on a Saturday or right. Sunday. Right. And the the person's going to answer and put your mind at ease. That's the one. There. There. And you know when. And when I say, I'm not saying people should take a point higher on the rate. Right. I'm just saying getting down and 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 uh you know nitpicking over. A couple hundred dollars of course. Or, or something. That, that to me, is
3: that those are the ones that are that I'm talking about. You know what I 1, mean? Thousand percent, yeah. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. And I try to explain, especially in this market, because this market creates a little bit of shopping mm-hmm. uh, in that regard. But I try to advise them as to, okay, here's why I'm an eighth to a quarter percent better. And if I'm off, then you might need to question what you're actually getting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because we're all pretty you know there in terms of the the interest rate you're not going to see a point if you see a point different my, my red flags are something's going wrong. off something's yeah. absolutely yeah. off because it'll
2: say on the paper this is not your locked interest." this rate. is not this your right. locked or, or they're going yeah. they're
3: going to beat you up with points right, yeah, right. and then yeah. what are points discounts and you're never going to get that back why are you never going to get it back because a year from now when the rates hit 3% 4% 5% wherever they may go that you're was gonna the, lose that money. Yeah. That was
1: the cost of your refinance. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or half. You know, half of that would have cost you. You know, your refinance. But yeah, we tell them a lot of. We won't say any names. The the big box lenders they mm-hmm. lead with a point because right. they're only online. And you know, hey, well, yeah, I got that. I got this five seven five for you. And you're like,
2: what? Yeah. I haven't seen that on my rate sheet in you know like you said three years. Well, right. so then the customer gets <laughs> the paperwork. They're like, wait a minute. There's in closing cost added on here and then then the loan officer says oh you wanted the no point rate no problem I'll get that turned around i get it right over to you you end up getting a higher rate than you would have got in the first place. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just not, it, it, it's, there's a saying out there called caveat emptor. You know what that is? That's Latin for let the buyer beware. Yeah. You know, they, we, There's a lot of people rely on the fact that people just don't know any better. Right. So, right. dude, I remember me telling you, we're going to run out of time before we run out of stuff to talk about. Okay. There's only like four minutes left. Oh, wow. So, so what I want to do is, man, I do want to dedicate time for you to tell the public how someone could work with you and your team. Tell us a little bit about the team first. Okay. That you have, that. You're building here in Louisville, and then and then how how would someone? Do
0: yeah,
3: that? so I, I'm a new branch manager here in the Louisville market um, with Stockton Mortgage. Uh, currently, I have a, a team of two, uh, me and, and um, Holly Philpott. Um, and so Greatest we, story ever told started with two. Oh yeah, there you go. And so we, we um, you know we welcome anyone anyone that is uh, looking to purchase more uh, purchase a new house. You know we don't have any niche. Come to me if you were there. We we have a wide array of uh, different products that we can offer. Okay. Um, and I. Put customer service first and foremost in everything we do, and we're going to educate you to make sure that it's the best decision for you. So if you need to reach me, 502-298-3527, we'd love to work with you. Like I said, I work daytime and weekends. Uh, it, It doesn't matter. When you need me, we'll be here.
1: Well, that's, uh, I mean, we hear it coming through, you know, like you said, it's about relationships for Emmett. And, you know, if you started that back in, you know, 2007, 2008-ish time frame when you got in the business, it's going to stay with you for life. You know, that's just what they, you know, people want that. People want that connection, right. especially when this it's their biggest investment most likely they're going to make.
3: Great. Right. I mean, it's Emmett. Exum Jr. You're a junior. I am a junior. My dad is is you know I, I always get on him a little bit about hey man you got to start putting your senior now that I'm actually in here in the or in the it could industry. be Emmett Exum the second. It could be <laughs> I, I, my son fancier, is, is, yeah. is 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 the third so we okay. call him E three so yeah E yeah. well, three yeah. I love it E2. yeah man I do too so yeah.
2: so Stockton Mortgage branch manager um, he's go getter uh, Joy we we started working together just in the last mm-hmm. year and and honestly we had the best time yeah. Around the holidays, we yeah. went to the Christmas bar and you got to experience the karaoke prowess of uh Jeff Mortgage. It, yeah, it, yeah.
3: It's, it's something to see. I'll say that much. Yeah,
2: man. I mean, you're not the same after you see that. But, no. But all jokes aside, if you guys want to get... Uh, to talk to Emmett about a mortgage and financing. 502-298-3527. Been in the business now. It's going to be 20 years. Almost 20 years, yeah. and, uh
3: So tell us real quick, got a minute or two, about
2: your family. You married a realtor. Yeah,
3: right? I, <laughs> I married a realtor. Attaboy, she attaboy. didn't start out as a realtor, but, no, yeah, no, no, she's no. one of the top uh, agents here in Louisville. Love her to death. So I have um, a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, and a 5-year-old. Uh, my 10-year-old, Lila. Okay. Uh, eight-year-old Nora, and like I said, E3, is is bringing up the room. He's my little crazy man that keeps me on my toes, but it's great. And I hope and he's going to have some sports prowess,
2: man. I want to see E3
3: coming yeah. up in the ranks. And listen, hopefully you're all listening We're in. Daddy
0: loves on. you.
2: Thanks, Daddy loves Thanks for so letting much. him out today to come down here to clown with us at the studio. Um, but we appreciate you guys. Everybody listening in, this has been Mortgage X's and O's, the winning playbook to get you home. We're here every Sunday from 930 to 10, ESPN 680, 1057. 7 FM, or you can live stream from anywhere at ESPNLouisville.com. Sticking around because after the break, Mike, who's coming up? Phil and Nick with the Sunday Morning Hangover, the seventh rated regional sports talk show. Make them the sixth, make them the fifth. Come on, vote in. In the highly competitive, highly competitive. 10 to 12 market on Sunday. Yeah. These guys are great. Listen in. They talk a lot of fun stuff about sports. Next week, we'll be back with another exciting guest. Be blessed, everyone. Take care.